Welcome to another episode of Holistic by Nature. I'm your host, Brittany Cannon, a plant-based registered dietitian and a holistic health coach. Today, I want to introduce the first episode in a mini-series called Plant-Powered Living for beginners wanting to go plant-based. I'll be answering common questions about plant-based eating, offering actionable steps to help you make progress at your own pace, and general guidance to help you navigate any challenges. No matter where you are on your plant-based journey, whether you're plant-curious, already adding some plants to your plate, or fully plant-based and looking for inspiration, I hope you'll find lots of value from these episodes especially. I hope to help you better understand how to use the power of whole plant foods to fuel and nourish your body. If you want to achieve optimal nutrition and energy to support an active lifestyle in a natural and sustainable way, then let me plant the seed with this episode. To start, let's focus on your mindset and how to find your reason why for going plant-based. Finding your reason why is such an important step because it's like a guide, like that one thing that you always resort back to that keeps you aligned with your values and goals. Too many people start their health journey and end up feeling worse than before they started, defeated and unsure why. I've seen this happen and it sucks to realize how much work you've put into yourself, but you still feel like you aren't making any real progress. Yet when you get clear on your intentions and purpose for this journey, it can help to keep you motivated and engaged on those days when things feel like too much to handle. It's a friendly reminder to connect to the bigger picture. Finding your reason why is a truly impactful step for a thriving plant-powered life, one filled with meaningful purpose and intent. Again, this is the first episode in this whole plant-powered living series, so let's get into it. But first, we have to take a moment to answer the question, what is plant-based? Because I know you can probably think of more than one way you've heard it used. So to get on the same page for this series and just for general education purposes, the Oxford Dictionary defines the term plant-based as used to describe food or a diet that consists mainly or entirely of foods from plants such as fruit, vegetables, nuts, and grains. Obviously with the inclusion of mainly or entirely within the definition, it leaves room for interpretation. I'm sure you've seen all kinds of things from social media to the grocery stores that use plant-based and it's just like, what is it? (laughs) So it could mean that someone eats only plant-based foods, mostly plants, but not exclusively plant-based foods, or someone who adds plants to their plate and calls themselves plant-based. What I'm trying to say is there isn't an exact definition for plant-based Unlike the terms vegan, vegetarian, and the term whole food plant-based, aka WFPB. We have to acknowledge this because it is one of the added reasons the public and wellness community get so confused about nutrition information. 
To break this down further, an example of a whole food is an apple. Because it's in a state that is as close to its original form in nature as possible. So when you look out in nature, you would recognize that apple because it looks the same as it does when you eat it, for example. A minimally processed food, on the other hand, would be unsweetened applesauce, where the apple has been cooked and mashed. A highly or ultra-processed food would be like an apple toaster pastry, where cooked apples are combined with other processed ingredients like flour, sugar, butter, and possibly other preservatives. A whole food plant-based way of eating includes plant foods that are whole or minimally processed in this case. So, in general, avoiding the highly or ultra-processed food category altogether. There's an article by nutritionstudies.org that I love to reference on this topic because it explores the different terminologies used to, used to describe a plant-based way of eating and the common assumptions of each. Similar to what I struggled with in episode two during the beginning of my plant-based journey, the term vegan can be limiting and doesn't specifically describe the motivations behind going plant-based. The term whole food plant-based, on the other hand, more accurately describes the ideal form of this way of eating. But let's be honest, it can be a mouthful and it can be seen as unappealing or hard to achieve. The term plant-based tends to lean towards being more inclusive by encouraging people to make more plant-powered choices. But as we saw with the Oxford definition, it can be loosely interpreted and not accurately describe someone avoiding animal products completely, like meat, fish, and dairy. Overall, the article suggests that the choice of terminology largely depends on the reasons behind going plant-based, such as health, ethics, or environmental concerns, and that using different terms may be more effective in different contexts, such as quote-unquote ethical vegan or quote-unquote environmental vegan for those who attach a deeper meaning to their daily food choices, or even quote-unquote plant-powered for those who want to emphasize the health benefits of a plant-based way of eating. Basically, the movement towards plant-based eating is still growing, and the terms we use to describe it will ultimately evolve as it becomes more mainstream. My intentions for you are to start where you are and let the conversation in these episodes guide you toward some plants, mostly plants, or all plants. Remember, simply eating more plants than you were before is an awesome thing to be doing. The article link is in the show notes for anyone wanting to read into this part a little deeper. Now let's get into the age of nutritionism. Much of the food industry and our thoughts around what is best for us is built on the idea that what matters most is eating the right individual nutrients. Marketers bombard us with claims about the quote-unquote good nutrients put into their products and the quote-unquote bad nutrients taken out. This way of thinking is called nutritionism. It has made something as simple as eating more complicated and controversial than it needs to be. We have come to rely on detailed science, disease-based medicine, 
and confusing messages from the food industry to influence our health choices. While these hypothetical perfect scenarios are being researched, we need to face our reality and look at the actual information we currently have access to and are witnessing in so many people's lives around us. Since the mid-1900s, we've seen an increasing obsession with nutrients and supplements and an overall distrust of food. Most people trying to eat quote-unquote healthy look for specific label claims suggesting nutritious products like natural, low-carb, hormone-free, fat-free, sugar-free, low-calorie, high-fiber, etc. This involves so much counting and weighing of what we eat as if these numbers are a magic one-size-fits-all formula. We're so focused on the details and not paying attention to the bigger picture. Nutrition claims are misused on a variety of products like sugary cereals, snacks, and sodium-packed frozen dishes. One nutrient like protein or fiber is emphasized instead of the overall quality of the food. This creates a gap between what customers think they're getting and what the product actually has to offer. After decades of taking this approach, sadly, we are only getting more and more sick as a society. To add, the nutritionism mindset completely ignores the fact that nutrients in nature, like the ones that God created for us, (laughs) those nutrients in nature cannot be perfectly recreated with man-made products. So take vitamin C, for example. If you have 500 milligrams of a vitamin C supplement, your body will get literally that 500 milligrams of vitamin C and absorb whatever is needed. On the other hand, if you eat the same amount of vitamin C from an orange, as soon as the orange goes into your mouth, a chemical reaction occurs that actually increases the amount of vitamin C by thousands. The other important thing to keep in mind is that nutrition is not an emergency. You will not run out of protein between lunch and dinner. It's not your job to micromanage your body and aim for more than 100% of every nutrient each day. If you're struggling to sit down for a meal without stressing about the food, it's time to try something different. I hope you can start to practice thinking about food as a whole rather than grams of protein. I want to challenge you to step back from the little details and look at the bird's eye view of health and wellness. The whole food is much, much greater than the sum of its nutrients. And since the way we eat has been heavily influenced by large industries with little or no interest in our health, I believe it's incredibly important to bring awareness to these issues. Many of us have developed disordered ways of eating without even knowing it. This includes restrictive dieting, yo-yo dieting, an obsession with food, and stress about body image. In today's world, this has become the new norm, especially with social media becoming what it has become. However, my goal is to guide you toward having a positive relationship with food and your body without fear, guilt, and shame. And before I get into the benefits of plant-based eating, I would be doing a disservice to you if I didn't share the facts and research behind 
yo-yo dieting, and weight science. The reality is yo-yo dieting is known to increase your weight long-term and can be harmful to your health. So here's five truths that diet culture wants to hide from you. One, if we all ate and moved our bodies in the same way, we would still all be different shapes and sizes. Two, if restrictive diets truly worked and were actually about your health, you would not need to keep dieting over and over again, don't you think? But 35% of dieters actually become chronic dieters, and 20 to 25 of those people develop eating disorders, and this is from the National Eating Disorder Association. Three, diets fail more than 90% of the time and have nothing to do with your quote-unquote willpower, but have everything to do with a normal human response to sudden food restriction. Four, bodies come in all shapes and sizes, and we were always meant to have body diversity. Five, body image and body acceptance is an inside job. Weight loss doesn't lead to improved body image. You have to do the work internally, mentally, emotionally, all of that. So has anyone ever asked you, is eating plant-based really that much better for you? If so, you are in luck because the short and sweet answer is yes. Between history and research, both show that just about anyone can benefit from adding more plant foods like fruits, vegetables, beans, lentils, whole grains, nuts, and seeds to their daily meals. If it wasn't enough to feel more energized and overall like your best self, these foods offer a balance of nutrients plus an abundance of vitamins, minerals, fiber, and phytonutrients. Now, let me briefly get into some evidence-based ways eating predominantly plant-based can benefit your health and wellness. It has been shown to improve gut health, lessen autoimmune symptoms, balance hormones, improve sleep, alleviate constipation, increase energy, lower exercise recovery time, improve skin health, positive effects on mental health, support sustainable weight management, lower blood pressure, Decrease chances of Alzheimer's disease, reduce chances of diabetes, reduce chances of heart disease, reduce chances of cancer, including lung, prostate, breast, and colon cancers, reduce medication dependence, and improve quality of life overall. If you want to dig deeper into any of the topics I just mentioned, check out the show notes section for links to further readings and resources. Earlier I mentioned some motivations for going plant-based are rooted in animal welfare and environmental health, so I couldn't complete this part of the episode without shedding some light on how plant-powered living helps our planet. And believe me, I know that many of us are unaware of the destructive system currently in place. That's one of the reasons I spent that first night in my bed at college crying when I finally discovered what's really going on behind the scenes at these massive meat, fish, and dairy facilities. 
I truly had no idea what was going on. That being said, I'm a firm believer that eating plant-based is the single most impactful thing you can personally do for the planet. And the more research that comes out, the more other people are starting to realize they can have a much larger positive impact on the environment beyond just recycling and switching straws. Starting with what's on your plate continues to be supported by research because animal agriculture, like the meat and dairy industry, are some of the worst offenders when it comes to greenhouse gases, water impact, and land deforestation. Did you know that methane is more than 25 times as potent as carbon dioxide at trapping heat in the atmosphere? And that livestock contributes to 44% of methane gas found in the air? So literally, animals raised simply to become food produce more greenhouse gases than all planes, trains, and cars combined. If we added up the land used to raise animals and the land used to grow crops for these animals to eat, it equates to 77% of global land. How crazy is that? There's no question that animal agriculture is the leading cause of species extinction, ocean dead zones, water pollution, and just general destruction of habitats. The last environmental impact I want to highlight is water. Even with the amount of people on this earth today, agriculture consumes 70% of the global freshwater supply. This number accounts for what's used when watering crops, offering drinking water for the animals, and water used during the creation of feed, fertilizers, and pesticides. We can't ignore that it takes over 20 times more water to produce a pound of beef compared to rice, grains, beans, fruits, and vegetables. With all of this, you then have to multiply this impact by an increasing demand worldwide, which only endangers the planet's precious resources more and more every year. This really makes you think, doesn't it? And if not, sometimes it takes a couple of times hearing something before it really resonates with you. So. If you don't feel completely moved right now in this moment, don't think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Can you start to see how reducing or avoiding animal products could be the number one thing you do to support a healthier, ethical, and more sustainable world? Now that you know why going plant-based and exploring plant-powered living is good for your health and the health of the planet, I have one key question for you. What is your reason why? Take some time this week to really sit with this and see what comes up. Like many parts of your holistic health journey, your why is unique to you. It lights you up to take action. You may be here for your health, the health of the planet, and or animal welfare. Or maybe it's an entirely different reason. I recommend exploring this question and follow it up with a find your why statement to make it real and help you take the next best step with purpose. Secondary questions to consider while brainstorming include asking yourself, one, is this sustainable for the rest of your life? Two, 
Does it compromise your mental sanity? Three, will it improve your health long-term, meaning more than two years? Once you feel confident with a solid find your why statement, feel free to place it somewhere easily accessible so you can look at it whenever you need a little inspiration or motivation. As promised, I'm going to get into the next shift in your mindset, one that allows you to go from restriction to abundance. So let's talk about the plant-powered mindset. Did you know creating healthy eating habits is not the same as restrictive dieting? In a world full of diet culture, where new diets pop up weekly, whether it's low-carb, counting points, or only eating one thing, we know there's one thing that ties it all together, and that's restriction. A plant-based lifestyle is different. It's about abundance, having a positive relationship with food, and loving your body along the way, not waiting until some magical endpoint. It's about adding vibrant, colorful, whole foods to your plate that bring life and, and just pure vitality and radiance. This lifestyle encourages you to think about what you can add to your plate instead of simply taking food away. I know it might feel scary at the idea of letting go of rules and restrictions you've become accustomed to, but I promise when you make that mindset shift away from restriction to one filled with abundance, you open up a whole new world of possibilities. I can't tell you how many people were shocked by the feelings of positivity instead of negativity and guilt that tends to come with restrictive dieting. By making the daily choice to add more plants to your plate, you will see more significant and sustained benefits than simply limiting what you eat. You'll find yourself having more energy for life instead of being drained of your energy constantly. To put this into action, I highly recommend focusing on what you can add to your everyday meals now. So do you usually eat oatmeal in the morning? Think about what plant foods can you add to it that will make it even more nutritious and tastier. Maybe it's berries and bananas. Maybe it's something crunchy like walnuts or flax seeds. The point is, you get to decide. You don't have to force yourself to add something you don't even like. Now let's think about lunch. Do you usually have a sandwich of some sort? How can you add plants to it? Maybe you work your way up to adding leafy greens, red onion, and or tomatoes for added flavor, texture, and nutrition. One of the coolest parts of eating more nourishing whole foods is they naturally crowd out any foods that aren't working for you. You can't forget about the nutrient powerhouse that makes up plant-based foods like fiber and phytonutrients that help keep you feeling satisfied, healthy, and energized. I want to pause for a moment and just break down the word phytonutrients because it's a lot simpler than you might think. Phyto is the scientific word for plant and nutrients just means substances. Put that together, phytonutrients just translates to plant substances. What makes these nutrients so special is that they offer nourishment essential for growth and the maintenance of life. They are healing nutrients only found in plants. 
They are a substance found in certain plants that is believed to be beneficial for human health and helps prevent various diseases. How amazing. With that being said, I want to leave you with two more things. One, embrace taking small steps no matter where you are in your journey, because I promise they will have a big impact. And secondly, pace yourself. Don't let outside opinions try to tell you what's an appropriate pace to go. We all come from different places, and we should respect each other for that. It's a beautiful thing, really. If you can do these two things, you can allow yourself to appreciate the journey and wherever it takes you. Be sure to celebrate all your successes and accomplishments, even the smallest ones, like adding leafy greens to your morning smoothie or snacking on a handful of berries. Any small step that supports your plant power journey is worth a celebration. If you're ready for that next action step, consider taking note of all the whole food plant-based foods that you already know and enjoy. Then look for three of those foods that you can add to your everyday meals this week. Overall, choose to embrace abundance over restriction. All right, so that wraps up today's episode, the first in a mini-series called Plant Powered Living. I hope this was helpful for you and you learned something new. If you're looking to take the next step in your journey and want some support and accountability from someone who's been where you are, then feel free to fill out my one-to-one nutrition and health coaching application. I would love to be that person for you. The link to the application is in the show notes of this episode. I promise it's super short and simple. As always, thank you so much for listening and joining me on another episode of Holistic by Nature. If you enjoyed this topic, be sure to not only subscribe to the podcast to get updates on new episodes, but also leave a review and five stars, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow along on Instagram at Holistic by Nature Podcast for inspiration and podcast updates. Until then, have an amazing and blessed week. You're listening to Holistic by Nature.